1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're not talking college football with my next guest. We're going to stick to the National Football League. He's been covering it for decades. Philadelphia Eagles for most of those years, but gone the national route the last couple of years. Writing for the 33rdteam.com. Uh, Hall of Fame selector Paul Domwich joins me on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Damo? Doing well, Jody. Long time no talk to <laughs> For those who don't know, Domo and I already spoke today. I do a YouTube show early in the mornings on the Philadelphia Eagles. And yeah, uh, left hand didn't know what the right <laughs> hand was doing. Double book, Damo, for the day. But that's uh, to your benefit, listeners out there right now, (laughs) because Damo's one of the best in the business. All right. uh, Last night's Eagles and Browns preseason 18-18 tie. Be honest. You nodded off at one point. You you actually had to pop the eyes back open, did you not?
0: Coffee's a wonderful thing, Jerry.
1: (laughs) I'm a straight Coke guy at night. I can't be drinking coffee at (laughs) night, but I can go heavy caffeine. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I get it. The the NFL has changed. You and I grew up when they were playing shoot. I'm old enough to remember when they played six six preseason games. I was too young to realize that it was as stupid as it was, as I do now. Um, But they're down to three, and the players that are going to win and lose games during the year are standing on the sidelines in civvies. Is it even going to become lesser in the future with the with the drastic way the teams have changed handling their preseasons over the years? Is it going to continue in that mode, or is there going to be a swing of the pendulum back at some point where they think they can actually achieve something in a preseason game?
0: No, I mean I think we're headed in, we're 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 still headed in the opposite direction, Jody. I think it's only a matter of time before they increase to eighteen games. Uh, during the regular season, and, and to do that, one of the things that you know the uh, le- the owners will have to do is reduce the number of preseason games to two, uh, which is even going to put more importance on all of these joint practices. Um, I think I counted the other day, 26 of the 32 teams are ha- holding at least one you know joint practices with at least one other team during the preseason, and, and 11 including the Eagles uh, are, are doing it twice so you know the, the games themselves are basically I mean as we saw last night I mean you're just you're just seeing this the you know the second third fourth stream guys you're not seeing the starters uh, even get dressed let alone play let me ask you about that 18th game because I've been making
1: this argument tell me that it's got no chance if I'm overstating it, Um, Two big-time NFL running backs signed this week, well into preseason. Dalvin Cook with the Jets, Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys. Both are heavy incentive deals, but Cook Mm -hmm. can make upwards of eight and a half. Going to be difficult. Uh, Zekiel Elliott can make upwards of six. Got to hit a whole bunch of incentives to do that. But they did get deals, and the talking point of all offseason has been the devaluation of running backs in the NFL I've continued to say the only way that we see the pendulum swing at all in the other direction is via collective bargaining agreement. There there has to be a change in the way that the NFL handles running backs and getting to free agency quicker and the like. And that can't be done without a collective bargaining agreement between ownership and the players The only time the players are going to be able to do anything about it, the players union is when that conversation comes up for an 18th game and the NFL is going to want to do it. They're going to want the players to do it and they're going to have to give the players something in exchange. Will the union go to bat that big for the running backs that they say, here's one of the things you got to do you got to let uh, running backs get the free agency early. You've got to let running backs come into the league at an earlier age, maybe after only two college football seasons. Is there any chance the union goes to bat that, that big for the running backs?
0: My guess is not, Jody. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't give them free agency earlier than other positions because that would just uh, infuriate every other position. I think, you know, there's some possible... Softer solutions like maybe, you know, on guys that are on their rookie contract. Uh, you know, right now, NFL players can't, you can't negotiate a second contract until after your third season in the league. You know, they might be able to do get some sort of agreement where running backs could do it after two. So that, uh, you know, if they've really had two incredible. Uh, seasons, they might be able to get a second contract, which you know right now is very difficult. I mean, teams are not. You know, I mean, it's as we as we're seeing, and as you mentioned, the devaluation. I mean, second contracts, uh, particularly with w- with the kind of money these guys want, just isn't going to happen anymore because teams feel the supply and demand situation is such that. I mean, we've talked in the past, Jody, uh, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl in uh, February with a seventh-round rookie uh, carrying the ball in the second half, Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. who was the difference in the game. I mean, Mahomes got the, Mahomes got the, the uh, Super Bowl MVP award, but uh, Isaiah Pacheco might have been the most important guy on the field. Uh, and
1: he did. He came up big for him, give the Rutgers c- kid credit, uh, even though not many of us saw it coming ahead of time. Um, that's why I think that the uh, number one running back in the draft this past year is going to need to have a huge year for the Falcons. Year number one, hit the ground running, maybe lead the league in rushing, and then that could swing the pendulum a little bit. Any chance on that, 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 that we do have someone who just says, you want to devalue the running backs. I'm going to be so good that you can't devalue me. Does that have a chance of happening in the NFL this year?
0: Well, I mean, the Falcons are a, an interesting team, and in that they're so run-oriented. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I mean, I, I think they're definitely going to use B. John Robinson a lot. Uh, the problem is, Jody, that, that what teams feel is, especially if guys have been used heavy in college, is that they just don't. You know, by the time they get to, you know, their fourth or fifth season in the NFL, they're already starting to, you know, be on the decline, and you're not going to overpay guys like that. I mean, so that's why. We're seeing teams go to you know running back by committee uh, I mean b john Robinson is going you know next two years you're going to see the the Falcons just hand him the ball a lot, especially with a young quarterback. but you know let's see what happens when uh, we after three years and he's knocking on their door looking for a uh, you know a, a contract extension what they're willing to do. Uh, my guess is you know there, there are going to be limits no matter how good he is
1: everybody's going to have their eye on Bijan. I know I will, and I think everyone else in the league should have their eye yeah. on him for this upcoming season. All right, uh, Damo, how much of hard knocks have you watched of the first two
0: episodes? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, I've seen both of the, the first two episodes. Uh, okay. Uh, I really like it. Uh, uh, the, the, the NFL films has uh, done itself this year. I didn't know what to expect because of the Jets' reluctance to do it. And who would who who would have guessed that uh, the good Aaron Rodgers would uh, would appear? I mean, he's been incredible on that show. I mean, you know, helpful uh, doing interviews, you know, to, to kind of clarify uh, training, you know, the, the situations, and uh, you know, watching him mentor uh, Zach Wilson, it's been a revelation.
1: Damo, I got to tell you, I'm nervous because you know <laughs> I'm an unapologetic Jet fan. Yep. It's just too good to be true. Yeah. The first two episodes, <laughs> I was pretty bullish on the Jets coming into the year as it was, but after watching the first two episodes, it's almost like, why bother playing the season? Of course the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Look at Rodney. He's in It's great mood. He's got the greatest ball fake in the history of the National Football League. He's happy, he's smiling. <laughs> Is it too good to be true?
0: No, I mean, I think this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender, Jody. Assuming they they do not have, uh, you know, just a devastation of injuries. I mean, picking up Dalvin Cook now uh, takes a a little bit of pressure off Brees Hall, you know, I mean, who's coming off a major injury. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has a a terrific uh, wide receiver crew, including, you know, I mean, you know, Garrett Wilson's one of the best in the league, but I mean, he's got all these guys that, you know, he's played with before the the Lazards, the Cobbs. Uh, so, I mean, you know, everything points, assuming the line doesn't, you know, fail him, everything points to this offense being uh, terrific. And, you know, there's no question that this is the best one of the best, two or three best defenses in the league. So, boy, uh, well, you know, right now, it's. <laughs> I don't want to jinx them for you, Jody, because I know how much you would love to see them in the Super Bowl, but uh, they sure do look good.
1: Yeah, just a quick excerpt from those who haven't seen it, and I don't want to do a spoiler thing, but I guess I'm going to do it at least in part. Um in episode two, right at the top, they brought on the mentalist Oz. I think his oh, last yeah. name's Perlman, if I remember. And he right. does the thing where he projects and asks a player to pick a number. Sure enough, he picks the exact number that he says. They did a trick with a puzzle where the piece fit right in the middle for the Jets. And he's got a player up there, I think it was Nicole Hardman. And he said, We know the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl, but who are you going to be <laughs> playing in that Super Bowl? And I'm screaming at my TV Eagles! Eagles, because I've already bet Eagles versus the Jets in the Super Bowl this year. I already got good hard-earned money put down on this. And I was hoping, and he said the 49ers, you kill me, Nicole Hardman. But anyway, um, moving on from Hard Knocks, the team that uh, Nicole Hardman picked was the 49ers to come out of the NFC. I'm kind of bullish on them. I think the Eagles and the 49ers are on a plane to themselves than as everyone else in the NFC. Uh, the head coach of the 49ers uh, Mr. Shanahan has hinted at the fact that Brock Purdy may get some snaps in this weekend. It was not that long ago that some people were talking about Brock Purdy be lucky to be back for the second half of the season. Now he's going to be playing in preseason games. Do you think Shanahan is just making a statement here that he's trying to get people talking about something else other than something that he doesn't want to talk about? You think Brock Purdy's going to get some snaps this weekend?
0: Uh, you know, he might get a few. I, I don't think it'll be a lot. Maybe one series uh, be my guess, it's just to test. I mean, he's testing that arm in practice and uh, but joint practices, but, uh, you know, maybe they just want I, – I, you know, you want your quarterback to at least face the threat of being hit before he gets to the, you know, first game of the season. Uh, you know, I, I – you know, Purdy's arm, everything I've heard – Medically, you know what they did uh, the, to the, you know they they they've strengthened it in you know they put something inside the arm that's uh, that's helped it and has lowered the risk of, of of re-injury. So you know we saw what he did at the end of the season. So I yeah I I'm with you that this clearly, uh, along with the Eagles are, are you know is the team to beat in the in the NFC. One of the teams not to beat in the NFC, sorry,
1: Commanders fans, for me is Washington. But I'm just seeing here that uh, they have come out and said Sam Howell has won the starting quarterback job down in D.C. I kind of saw this one coming uh, just because I'm not that big a Jacoby Bursett fan, and he was the veteran option other than Sam Howell. I watch Howell play a lot at North Carolina. The game he played last year at the end of the season, he played well enough. Sam Howell's starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, we'll find
0: out. Uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be overly enthusiastic right now going into a season with him as my starter if I was hoping, you know, if I'm Ron Rivera with a new owner and, uh, you know, hoping to make a splash so that I can keep my job. Uh, Sam Howell wouldn't be the guy I'd be trusting my future in. But, uh, uh, you know, right now, you're right. He's better than Jacoby Brissett. So, but they, you know. I'm not. I agree with you. I mean, I think that Washington. You know, I look at them right now. They're the, they're they're the fourth best team in the uh, NFC East and one of the least talented teams, uh, in, you know, in the entire conference, uh, with the exception of some spots on defense. All right, Dom. A
1: last thing for you, and this is a quarterback no one's going to question, unlike Sam Howell. Um, but has kind of disappeared in from the conversation, or at least my train of thought. And that's Joe Burrow. Uh, We saw during this offseason, I have continued to say the Eagles should have gotten thank you gifts from the Ravens, the Chargers. Not Cincinnati yet, but at some point they may need to put something in the mail. Forgetting the Jalen Hurts done first, and then Lamar gets done immediately thereafter for slightly more. And then Herbert gets done immediately, well not immediately, but shortly thereafter for slightly more. We know Burrow's going to get the biggest deal of them all. Don't know if it's going to be slightly more, if it's going to be higher. He gets hurt before the preseason ever starts, hasn't played, probably not going to play in any of the preseason games. How big a distraction is it going to be for Cincinnati? They're a legit Super Bowl contender, but they've got the Burrow contract kind of hanging over them like a dark cloud, or am I overstating it?
0: Well, I mean, I think both sides know what he's going to get for the most part, uh, which is, you know, like all, you just mentioned, a little bit more, a little bit more as these, as these quarterback contracts have been done. And I think, you know, he's going to end up getting probably a million a year more than Herbert just because he's the last one signed. sign. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think the fact that he got hurt is going to affect that. Um I would have thought that it would be uh they would have liked to have gotten it done before the season started uh, maybe it still can I don't know uh, I'm not sure if whether the calf injury clouded that a little bit and they put it on hold uh but I think it'll you know I don't, I don't think it'll be a distraction he knows what he's going to get uh they know what they have to pay um you know I don't think he's asking for a 100% guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson so you know that's not going to be a problem for the for the Bengals I think it'll eventually get done Jody and and I don't think it'll affect uh, how Cincinnati performs this year Well, the
1: Bengal fans are glad to hear what you had to say. I'm not as optimistic that it's going to get done before the season starts. I do think it's going to be an issue Uh, into the season. How far into the season, we're all going to have to wait and see. Damo, a pleasure. As always, thank you very much for jumping in. Oh, wait, one more question. I forgot – are you on the veterans committee for the Hall of Fame selection? No, you're as as part of the major main group that does select. But uh, yeah. they did pick a uh, veteran this year, uh, or uh, a coach contributor. Excuse me, this week. Were you surprised by the selection?
0: I was surprised. <laughs> I am not on the. I am not on the coach contributor committee, right. uh, or the or the senior committee. But uh, that was not that one kind of. There, I know there are some guys on that committee that feel strongly about kind of going way back and 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 honoring guys like Buddy Parker, uh, but you're looking at some coaches there that were left out. That uh, you're like, wow, you know, I mean, Holmgren's still out there, Coughlin's still out there. Uh, you know, uh, boy, you can go down the list. But uh, I thought one of those guys would uh, would make it this year. Buddy Parker was not the guy I expected to survive the the cut.
1: And uh, I know you know Clark Judge quite well. We had Clark Judge on Birds 365, my YouTube show, a couple of weeks ago. And he really yeah. did. He did a sales job for us on Buddy Parker. So I guess Clark yeah. had some influence because he started Clark. spouting stats that I had no idea of the yeah. Lions of the 50s, how good they were. And I, I, I don't have a problem with it, Maybe mostly because yeah. Clark kind of told me on it that he deserved to get in. And, yeah. Hey, Holmgren and, and Coughlin, hey, those guys have chance. Hey, they got years yet to go. Uh, they yeah. are kind of kind of going from uh, older to newer with the uh, coaches as well.
0: There are guys uh, when you know there are three seniors that are going to be nominated eventually here, and and there are guys on that uh, group that go as f- farther back than uh, than Buddy Parker. I know wow. Al Wistert, the, the old Eagle that played on the yeah. forty eight forty nine championship teams, is still in the running. He's one of tw- twelve semifinalists, so. Uh you know, I you know Clark and I and I I love the love Clark and he he's a he's a champion for the uh you know for the really the the, the, the way back guys. The and, and history and of lot, the national of football league. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Dom I
1: appreciate it greatly. Thanks much. I'll get you up plenty during the season, bud. Take care.